like that, Jason? I, I did like that. That was All pretty right. good, Josh. That's Welcome a good in. little intro. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to DHT Live. Volume two. two. It is volume two. Uh, These are buzzing. people's champs. Yep, we're buzzing. Speaking of we people's champs, uh, people's champs box is live now. Ooh, $75, $5 shipping to your door, limit of 20 No discount. And a, re- and a retail value of how much, Josh? Oh, uh, let's see. A retail value of $115. Yes, sir. Josh found the oopsie button. He's just going to hit that at will. I did. Now Fired it's just, will, boss. It's just going to be a thing now, man. It's going to be a <laughs> thing. I'm telling you what. So, yeah, we've we got, got the boy new microphone. New microphone. Um, check one, two. Am I right? Uh, new, new microphone new, for the boy. New microphone, new meat. Um, Sounds a little bit better. We took some. See, here's 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 a here's a thing that I feel is lost in today's society. You can take feedback without getting upset. Yes. You can use feedback to get better okay. you can then build on the feedback that you have received and some of the feedback that we received josh is that your voice sat, kind of sounded like uh like really bad a mix of first and jesus yeah i know so now it's fixed <clears throat> yeah we're we're good um hopefully this fixes it if not i'm just gonna you know we'll just quit we'll just stop we'll just buy it. another microphone <laughs> well i'll have a collection of microphones surrounding um, us so you can't see us anymore it'll just be a pile of microphones absolutely yeah they yeah. don't need to see us they just need to see what we're working with and that's a lot of microphones um but we yeah got... that's, that's something man like i'm not gonna just i'm gonna jump right into it though i i, I feel like a lot of the reason why we are successful is at what we do is we listen to our customers like, i agree we, we listen to what our customers actually have to tell us and then we take that and we turn it into something positive okay you know they didn't like this well yeah. okay what can we do better about it and you know nobody respects feedback or appreciates feedback as much as we do i feel like yep i i personally uh you know from from working in retail and working for the man, feedback's kind of pretty much part of the job. And, and I like to consider it feedback. It's generally just being, you know, a, verbally assaulted by somebody that's making a lot more money than you and doesn't know half as much as you. But I've learned to get better at, you know, the reception of, uh, you know, actual constructive feedback. You know, if you're giving me opinions, eh, I'm not, I'm not too worried about your opinion. But if you if you have something with a little bit of structure. You know, I, I was, I, uh, we had a very lovely fella by the name of Metal Jones. Um, hopefully he's okay with us dropping those names, but you know, he signed, he signed up for this. So, you know, I can't, yeah, you signed, you signed the agreement, buddy. What did he sign up for Josh? Uh, he told me that my voice, um, he, he, he signed up for the dark horse tackle experience, but he told me my voice sounded like I was eating a sock Oh, and, um, I like that. You know, that's a really that's constructive because it made me think, you know, did I have a sock in my mouth? It's not just, just hey, Josh, you, you suck. suck. Yeah. Like, but I, I feel like I might have, you know, it makes me think, did I actually eat a sock that day? Um, <laughs> and I didn't. I went upstairs to my yeah, I went to my dresser. I checked on my socks and turns out they were all there, um, <laughs> which is nice. Hey, man, speaking of people's champs, um, Metal Jones, for sure. People's champ. And speaking we got of the a box, bunch of people's champs right now. 100%, yes. But speaking of the box, man, we got another new box that's available for pre-order right now, and that is, what is that, Jason? 
The other box that's available for pre-order is a yeah, Andrew Hayes Tackle Talk podcast, which I, you may have never heard of it before, but it is the number one educational bass fishing podcast. And before I go any further, I want to take a second to let you guys know that this is not a fishing podcast. Nope. Um, but the Hayes box is uh, all curated, hand curated by Andrew Hayes, host of the number one educational bass fishing podcast in America per the charts. So Boom. Andrew Hayes has sent me officially 12,000 text messages. Um, he, he he texts me more than my middle school girlfriend, and I'm okay with that because Andrew Hayes is a bit of a I wonder what she's up to <laughs> Andrew Hayes she's is up? A, what's that? Is she up? Who? Your middle school girlfriend. Oh, I, I don't know. She <laughs> might. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, Andrew Hayes is a bit, of, a bit of a celebrity around these parts, so I don't mind him texting me 12,000 times. Uh, but every single bait in this box is hand curated by Andrew Hayes. Um, he's told us exactly what he wants in the box, and we've made it happen. So yep. along with the small businesses that we partner with, every single bait in this box is hand-painted, hand-picked, hand-selected by Andrew Hayes and hand-painted by small businesses in America. So yes, sir. it's pretty great, man. It's $50 retail value. It retail it, The retail price is 35 bucks. So yeah. you save 15 bucks plus shipping on the boxes so you know let's this this is a this is a nice segue this is a nice segue and like you, you said got? this this is not a fishing podcast but it you know you know let's and, and what i want to mean by that is i don't i don't want to talk about hey guys march is coming do you like to throw jigs no i want to talk about the industry itself i want to talk about um i want to dive into perhaps why people act the way they do um in the fishing world but anyways, we'll get to that in a minute. We've got, uh, speaking of Andrew Hayes, I will be helping run his booth on Friday at the Columbus Fishing Expo. Um, if you are a listener or somebody watching on YouTube or somebody that follows us on Instagram, Facebook, what have you, and you live in Columbus, come say hi to me. Um, I'm going to help, do, you know, doing him a little bit of a favor. and He's definitely doing us some favors. But let's talk about show season. What do, you like, what do you like about fishing expos, Jason? Truth. The truth is, be I nice. Like, I like fishing expos okay. because it's the middle of winter time. All I've thought about for the last three months is fishing. Um, I kind of gotten to the point where I forget what it feels like to catch a fish, and I'm kind of out of touch with myself. Yeah, uh, I kind of forgot my name and where I live. Um, yeah. So good thing I got like this little this little click button thing that I yeah. get. It, it'll help me get my way home. Yeah, um, but, I bought but you that for your birthday. I, <laughs> I forget where I am, man. So uh, I, I like the fishing expo because you can go and hang out and talk to like-minded anglers. Um, you know, it's just, it's like a big old party. What I don't yeah. like about the fishing expo are some of the show sale prices. Okay. Um, what they forget to tell you guys most of the time is that they raise the price by a dollar uh, before the expo so that they can then mark it off at the expo and say that it's a, a sale price. Um, and yeah. it's really just the regular price. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of times, I mean, something that I noticed this year, um, I dabbled, you know, my personally, I'll, I'll share my opinion on the expos. Um, it's joining this venture of dark horse tackle with you hand in hand, heart to heart, um, as brothers do, uh, I, I really enjoyed it a little bit more from the business aspect this year, just connecting, um, you know, meeting people, talking about our boxes, um, 
and you know getting business cards making those connections uh not being able to not being able to do certain things i wanted to but we'll talk about that off the air um but yeah you know you walk up to these guys and you start talking to them and you know it's like oh these are the best baits in the world and they did this and they did that and you know it's eight bucks for a bag of six plastics and you're just like that's tough man that's a tough thing that's that's hard for me to do you know is are these fishing shows that expensive to get into to where you just have to rip people off essentially to, you know, get your money back and then go home feeling good about yourself. Like it's, it's hard to tell what the angle is. Um, obviously it's a pretty saturated, you know, market. Like you, when you walk to these fishing shows, what I mean by saturated is it is nothing but fishing. That's all it is. It's boats, fishing and boats and fishing and fishing trips. And that's it. Um, so I mean, it would be a really big shame, you know, if a company came in, bought themselves a booth and then just sold everything at regular price because their margins are already there. And, you know, they network with a bunch of people. They network really well with a bunch of people that, you know, help them do what they want to do. And I'm obviously talking about us here. Well, we um, might get kicked out of the expo. Uh, you know, if if they say, hey, what what if, you know, that would be an interesting idea. You know, you walk in and we're just like, hey, Jason and Josh, Dark Horse Tackle, we're booth 55. Um, we're booth 69. Nice. Um, and uh, they'll be like, well, what do you sell your product at? And we're like, well, we usually sell it. Uh, we're going to do show price at $25. And they're like, uh-uh, 50. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> 50. I don't know, man. It, it, I, it, it, sometimes it gets hard because, like you said, some of these expos are super expensive to get into. And yeah. there are a lot of small businesses that try to go into these. And so I, I kind of do understand it from that point. Um, I also understand it from the point of view that some of these guys make a life. Uh, you know, that is that is their that is their job throughout the entire years to build baits for the expo, to sell baits at the expo, yeah. to travel to all the expos. And that's just what they do. They're, you know, they're, they're full-time expo uh, tackle sellers, basically. 100%. I get it. Um, it's a shame that it's like that. Uh, Cause you know, like we talked about, if, if we did have a, a booth at the expo, we'd be selling our boxes for literally $5 off just to meet customers. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> It our our angle here um, has I mean obviously it's it's centered around money and making profits. Duh, that's what that's what businesses do. You know, don't don't be that guy that's like, oh, you guys just want money. I mean, yeah, dude, uh, definitely. But I don't want to kill you. You know, right. I don't want to ruin your wallet. I don't. You know, we have four separate um, four separate products now, three separate subscriptions, and. You know, we're just trying, we're trying to essentially find a way to work ourselves into your budget and into your style of fishing to make it better for you. That's all we want to do. Um, one, one more thing, man, I'm sorry. The, the nice thing about show season 10 years ago, 15 years ago, is that the internet was very limited. Um, now you have Instagram, you have Facebook marketplace, you have guys are building websites, you know, 20 years ago, guys were like, I don't, I don't know that fancy internet stuff. I'm not doing that. You know, call me if you want to bait. And then you'd have to describe to this guy how you want your jig to look, which is, this sounds terrible. So yeah, fishing a season, uh, fishing expo season was a great thing, you know, 10, 15 more years back because you didn't have the resources to find these baits. You didn't have 
the availability and the accessibility to know who these small bait makers were, but now you do. And now, you know, you know how much these guys charge on Instagram or Facebook marketplace. And then you go see them and it's like, Hey, why is this, why is this $15 crankbait 22 now? You know, it's tough. Definitely. Anyway. <clears throat> no, I definitely agree with that. You also uh, nowadays have a company called Dark Horse Tackle, which is bringing huh. you the best bait you never heard of from the best small businesses across the country. And it is our job to find these small businesses that deliver them to you. So um, you got us for that. Yeah. And but like Josh I, was saying, they used to hand out goodie bags. That yeah. Time, which yeah. Was they, really cool. You know what like, the uh, you know what the uh, goodie bag is this year? For, for the expo it is the first 300 people get a pre-rigged worm one of those one of those old worms that have like 20 pound test fluorocarbon attached oh, to it gosh. with the three hooks that's is that, what you is get that, is that you for get, real yeah you get one you get one of them is that made by cream lures no it's a forget who makes it but it's 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 such a slap in the face, man. Okay, you know, well, you know what guy, the show but... season, you know what the sale is, or you know what the, let's see here, the goodie bag is this year. You're going to have Dark Horse Tackle there walking around ha handing out DHT stickers. Yeah, we got so, stickers, business cards. The best stickers um, you've never heard of. Dude, I might even write, I might even write some of these people poems. It just depends. I mean, you know, if, if the energy's there, you know, the vibe. I'll if a I'm, poem. Yeah, if I'm feeling the vibe, you know, like, hey, hey, man, I really like your vibe. Do you want to hear this haiku? <laughs> do it give me your i, I don't deal. i don't have one right now i got well, you don't have it written i now. gotta prep for show season sorry guys <laughs> no can do show season uh, yeah. um speaking of uh, andrew hayes again um we posted a story the other day on our instagram at dark horse tackle people's champs no it's just that dark horse tackle but how did you find out about dark horse tackle and it was an overwhelming presence of the tackle talk podcast so if you don't know what the Tackle Talk podcast is, I really would suggest you listening to it. Um, you're definitely going to learn a lot more than just listening to us. That's just a well, fact. Here's, here's the thing. Andrew Hayes is an incredible um, writer. Of, yeah. You know, he, he's a very, very talented writer. Um, not just that, but he, he's very educational in the sense that what he brings you, you know, you're going to learn tactics and tricks and what the fish are doing. And he's very book smart in that sense. And he, he has some really great guests on his show, too. But oh, yeah. um, also, if you listen to the Tackle Talk podcast, you might just find a little uh, coupon code on hey. there, which might help you out at uh, DarkHorseTackle.com. You know, I... I, I think that's a good for our show. Is that weird? That's crazy. We should make a coupon code for our podcast. Do you think we should? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I, we have coupon codes everywhere. Um, you know, we, we've got coupon codes everywhere. We've got... why, do, why do we do that, Josh? Because, man, it's not about the money. It's about getting the stuff in your hands and you trust us. We want to build your trust. We want to plant those seeds in your tackle box, dude. Like, every single time we do a box, we're giving you tools. This month, you're definitely going to see we've got a couple unique baits that, you know, you might not understand. But At first. At do first, some exactly. You know, we'll, do some we'll research. Show you, we'll show you how to use them. Trust um, me, I will. <laughs> and once I, the I know ice, Josh will. And once the we ice will falls. catch smallmouth on them, we'll catch 
you could catch them through the ice on what we're going to put in there. Yep. These baits are very, very good baits, and they're unlike anything else we've ever put in a box. So Absolutely. It's a bait that I myself have been trying to get into a box for a really long time. Yeah. And, and talking to that company about it. And I just really want these people to understand that um, we're, we're not trying to rip you off, man. Every box has over – 30 $35 worth of product in it. And I understand. I understand sometimes getting maybe four things. It might not be that exciting. But what we're that when we do that, you can be I can guarantee you that those four baits are very high quality. And, and they're, they're gonna catch they, fish everywhere. Exactly. That's the point. It's gonna catch you fish. Don't worry about it. And and honestly, I I I think that maybe, you know. Maybe it is time that we start going to these box stores and we start buying comparable baits and showing people how much these comparable baits are compared to what's in our box. Um, and yeah, and after it's kind of everything. Yeah, it's difficult to do that though because obviously we're not pushing, you know, mega baits or goofy squad or anything like that. Um, we're, you know, we're we're pushing we're pushing handcrafted stuff here. We're pushing small businesses. That's all we want to do. I don't care too much for the you know mega fart and you know pooping squad. I I'm not you know I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, I I do have a nice collection of higher end baits. I do like rare baits. I really do. But there's you know that's a me thing. I'm never gonna push that on you know as the owner of dark horse tackle. That's just a me thing, no. but I'm slowly getting into just an all American tackle box, baby. You open that box, you open that box up. It's red, white, and blue. I'm proud to be an American starts playing in the background and you're ready to go to war. Well, and that that's to me, like for me, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying Absolutely. to show you guys that you don't have <laughs> to go to these giant retail locations and buy things that were made in countries in which you don't live um, I'm trying to show you guys that you can get a lot of the things that you really love to throw handmade, handmade, hand poured, wire tied, um, you know, the whole nine yards, custom painted, hand painted in America by small businesses. You yeah. don't have to rely on that, you know, mass produced garbage from a country in which you don't reside. And at the end of the day, the way the world's going right now, and I'm not a political man and I'm not going to get it's not a politics, political podcast, but I will tell you. The way the world's going right now, we really need everybody to support small businesses more now than ever. Yeah. Um, more now than ever, small businesses are the way to go. Um, and I'm just going to leave that like that. But, yeah. hey, Josh, that was a perfect little segue. I talked Ooh. a little bit about hand-painted baits. Oh. Maybe we should talk about the painting competition because that's also Ooh. something very unique that nobody else is doing that – was an original idea, um, along with everything else that Dark Horse Tackle has ever done. Um, despite who might be trying to copy that idea, it yeah. was an original idea designed by Dark Horse yeah. Tackle. Those people copying us are really doing it. Am I right? They're really trying to fit that mold. <laughs> trying to fit that mold. <laughs> um, yeah, man, we've got we've got a we've got a competition. This is Jason's baby, man. This is Jason's pride and joy. This is where Jason gets to be creative and take fun pictures and and do some really bad boy stuff with that camera of his. And and right now we're doing a we're doing a big bluegill uh, blank. Uh, it's an Imakatsu Gilroyd knockoff from uh, Alternative Lures. 
Where are we at right now? Day 19, day 18? We're, yeah, we're on day 19. And we're we, after today is over and finalized, we will be down to the last final eight baits of this competition. The elite eight. So basically the painting competition works like this. We find these painters. Um, they don't even need to be necessarily, uh, you know, fishing lure painters or yeah. anything at all. They just have to know and understand how to use an airbrush. Um, and they're painters all across America that, you know, We've got some really cool like taxidermists in in it, and uh, there's some really cool like uh, I think he paints helmets actually, like racing helmets and things oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, he's going to be in the next painting competition. He's really nice. cool. Um, but these guys, they're just they're painters across America, guys and gals. Um, that they're just super talented, and just to see them sling paint on these baits. So essentially, they pay an entry fee just like you would if you fished a tournament. Um, just like you would if you did a raffle, like you, you pay an entry fee for things. And that's just the way that it works. When you pay the entry fee, you get the blank, you get the hooks, you get the eyes, you get everything you need to finish the bait. You paint the bait, you send it back to us. I take a bunch of pictures with my really fancy high-end camera. Um, and then we do, we post head to heads every day on our stories at the end of 24 hours on Instagram at the end of the 24 hours. Uh, the stories do expire, and when the stories expire, the higher votes moves on to the next round. It's a single elimination tournament bracket, just like a Sweet 16 for basketball season or um, anything uh, that involves a tournament usually. And then uh, the winner at the end wins a uh, cash prize. So Nice. Yep. Nice. <clears throat> this, one, this one was a $25 buy-in, and the winner will win $250. Bucks. So. You know, it's just another way to get these small businesses out there, um, try to get them more customers, try to get them more visibility. Yeah. Um, the algorithm sucks for most of us on social media nowadays, unless you uh, spend a lot of money to make it not suck for you, it seems yeah. like. So this is just a cool little competition where, you know, we, we get to give back to the painters again through um, maybe linking them with potential customers. So, yeah, it's a really cool thing for them. And then we give most of the baits away at the end of it. So yep. uh, we have a secondary page, dht.competition, where you have to go follow every single painter that was involved in that particular painting competition. Um, tag three friends, which just gets us more reach. And then you will have an opportunity to, opportunity to win a bait that was hand-painted in America. We're so. giving away baits that retail $60 on... dollars baits. Yeah, we're giving away... I mean, these these... These guys that paint these baits, they they charge a pretty penny for it because their work is is definitely worth it. I mean, these guys are charging anywhere from thirty to sixty to. I mean, some guys charge one hundred twenty five dollars, and you know you have the opportunity to get one of the greatest hand painted baits you can find, and it's one of a kind. It's one hundred percent unique. You can you know I don't it's 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 you know it's a no brainer for me if this was something that. <clears throat> You know, if this was something that I, you know, uh, if I was on the outside and, and this wasn't like a dark horse tackle thing, like I'd be very interested in this. I'd be watching it like crazy because these guys, you know, they're they're getting these one of a kind baits and, you know, it, in some very hyped up blanks too, really good blanks. So, I mean, please, if you, you know, if you've made it this far into this podcast, whew, thank God, but, you know, follow dhtcomp.com dht.competition if you don't already um you know next month we'll be we're doing, doing a top water bait yep 
But we're what not going to talk. To, we're not. Nah. Now yeah. they're gonna have to follow follow around and find out. How about it? Is that? a really really cool, unique, very unique topwater bait. Mm -hmm. And the you reason why the we video. Just, so up until up until this point, we've done a lot of like swim baits and glide baits and things like that. And there's a reason for that. Um, those baits are very hyped. Um, there's a lot of attention to those baits, like TKs. Um, eye slides things like things like that there's a lot of it you know a lot of people want those baits but uh i feel like as a painter um i'm not a painter myself but i feel like we kind of put the painters in a corner to want to paint something that's very natural um so you know the way that those blanks are they kind of you know bluegill pattern kind of fits perfectly on a bluegill uh shaped base so anyway we're going with top orders for next month which is really cool because it's going to uh, encourage some creativity. And oh, I can't absolutely. wait to see what these guys paint. Oh, me neither. And and realistically, I think for the future of these competitions, I'd love to, you know, do more blanks that aren't, you know, like a specific species. Like the bluegill blank, we, we knew what we were going to get out of that. We knew what people were going to paint and how they were going to paint it. And, and, you know, fortunately we were surprised with some of these blanks, you know, a couple guys did some, you know, really cool tropical style fish that are built like bluegills. Um, but you know, I, I want to see these guys. I want to test these guys and see how far they can think outside the box. And Just I think going with a blank, going with a blank that is not, you know, pre-designed as like a pan fish. Correct. I really encourages some, some really good creativity, I feel like. Absolutely. So I can't wait to see how that competition plays out. We did have um we did have a request in our DMs to talk about yeah. the winter to spring transition. And here, here's where my definition of not a fishing podcast comes because winter to spring transition is one of my favorite times to fish. Um winter to spring and fall to winter are definitely my two. Like fall to winter last year was probably the best fishing we've had in a long time for fall to winter. Um, between October to December, it was on fire. But anyways, winter to spring, you're going to have guys telling you all kinds of stuff. You know, throw red or else, you know, you're never going to catch a fish. It's a lot of stuff like that. And, and here's my here's my thing. I When I'm fishing winter to spring, I'll bring bladed jigs jerk baits, a Ned rig, or like a little, a little swimmer swim bait and, and maybe some jigs, but realistically, man, winter to spring transition, that pre-spawn, when that water gets up past 45 and it's starting to warm up even more, those fish are on fire. It doesn't really matter what you throw. Just put it in front of their face. They'll eat it because they're hungry. Yeah. What do you think? What do you throw when so, winter? For me, winter to spring, man. So around here, since we live in Ohio, uh, we get a lot of snow. Once the snow melts, the water becomes very, very, very muddy. Um, and so like throwing a spinnerbait with a big Colorado blade, just yeah. something that will thump that you can, you know, crank it real slow. You don't have to, you don't have to crank and wind and crank and wind. You can just slow roll that thing on the bottom. Um, bladed jigs are kind of my thing. Uh, it's, it's probably my favorite way to fish, honestly. Um, motion fishing seekers, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them or not, GTN, but they're the baby. Best. 
get the net. The best bladed jig in the entire world. Um, and I'll put it against anything. I really will. Uh, that's why we have an exclusive line of them. But Ooh. those those seekers, um, man, they just they can skip and they can, you know, they can they can run with the best of them. And they don't see my problem with a lot of bladed jigs is when you crank it, it kind of wants to come to the surface, and it kind of it, it's hard to keep it down there. Those those seekers stay down there. They run the way that they should, and that's why they're so good. But anyway, like when you're throwing a bladed jig in a spring. I really like to go with a, a more slender profile swim bait. Um, something like a Kitek is too fat. And never heard of them. Believe it or not, those those thick bodied swim baits actually have more of a tendency to rise in the water column. Whereas a, something real slender like a big Joshi minnow will ride closer to the bottom. Um, yep. It just sinks faster. It's less buoyant. So it, it doesn't stay too high in the water column. So then you can technically slow roll those seekers, which is really good. And for me, man, I really, really love a Ned rig. Yeah. Ned rigs in the early, early spring uh, from winter to spring transition, just throwing, you know, six pound test, keep it on the bottom and just hop it. Uh, it you got to usually uh, fish a little bit slower then I like to, but just hop it and then count to three and then hop it again. Um, that worked really well for us, I believe, um, last year, winter to spring. Um, I know when the Ned rig was really starting to gain uh, notoriety back in like 2018, um, and you would poo-poo me and laugh at me for throwing that stupid little half that of That wasn't a really a Ned rig you were throwing back then. Oh, it was probably smaller than that. No, it was it was not a net rig. It was just a it was a stick worm cut in half. That's that's pretty netty. But yeah. but I think that like I think the Ned rig works really well like fall to winter transition. I mean, granted, it works well all the time. But I think towards the end of the year versus the beginning, like the beginning, I like to throw those big joshies, those little swimmers. That's usually what I catch my first fish on every year. Is just a one eighth ounce ball head jig. Just throwing a little swimmer and just gently reeling it in, popping it, hopping it, whatever. It's here's the thing: we can talk about the nuance and the do this and don't do this of fishing, but you just got to go out and do what's comfortable for you. I'm not going to tell you how to fish. I'm going to tell you how I fish. Jason's going to tell you how he fishes. We don't fish the same. We disagree you know. on how we fish all the time. And you know <laughs> what? It doesn't matter because it works for us. You know, I'm not going to sit there and go, hey, you want to catch more fish? Do it my way. Because that's stupid. No. Why would you do that? You know, it's not like he's throwing, you know, a glide bait on a spinning rod. Like, that. it's it's not something egregious. Like, he's just reeling it differently. And he, yeah. he does it his own way. And that's the part of fishing. It doesn't make sense. Fishing will never make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that's fine. Because that's why it's called fishing. You know, there's no guaranteed. I, I think, I really do think... If there is a bait that is a guaranteed fish catcher, it's a little swimmer on a ball head jig because it looks like a minnow. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine, Imagine that. that. How's weather over there by your house, bud? It's nice low, out. Low it's, like 30, it's like 32 degrees out right now. Dude, I know. Man, I we got, the garage. I think uh, I think most of the country got smoked by some snow last week, and we definitely Dude, it's did. melting around here. Good. It's melting yeah. fast. Hopefully that ice melts. We got like 14 inches of snow. Something like that. Yeah. A whole lot. It's melting though. It's disgusting. It is. I, I don't want to talk about it. snow anymore. It makes me sad. 
All right, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so you tell I me. recently discovered the fact that I really like to build walls, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Building okay. walls is kind in a non-political way, right? <laughs> in a totally non-political way. Got it. Got it. Yeah, no, no, not that kind of wall. Okay. Um, I like building accent walls, man. I don't know accent. why. Like, accent. like French accent. Yeah, yeah, like Does French it, accent okay. walls. Huh. Yeah, really real colonial, like. That's the only French I know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, HQ. We not oh, yeah. down in HQ. For those of you who don't know. Uh, Dark Horse Tackle actually started in one 12 by 16 garage. Um, and then we knocked the wall down between the two. And now we have two, six, two 12 by 16 garages. So, um, and I, I have two um, accent walls that I built. One of them kind of looks really cool and rustic. Uh, kind of looks like shiplap wood that I built um, good. by myself. What's that? That's a good wall. It's a great wall. It's probably my favorite wall. But the one I'm working on now. Gets me so excited. <laughs> yeah. What's on yeah. that wall? So that wall has got 16 foot of pegboard, 16 foot long. And it's like a four foot tall. And up above that is going to be shadow boxes full of baits that we have kept from the competition. We nice. said earlier that we give most of them away. There are a few that Josh and I think are too pretty. We got some holy grails, man. And they're going to go in a shadow box, which is going to go on this wall. Um, you can't tell right now because I'm sitting on the floor in here. But in the summer, I do intend fully to do the lives and podcast uh, from this garage. Um, so when we do it, you'll see like the shadow boxes behind me, uh, T-shirts from small businesses behind me and things like that. But underneath is all the pegboard and it's full of the best baits you never heard of. Which Bingo buddy <laughs> there's some yeah let me tell you there's some good baits on that wall you know i like to think so i like to think so um a couple companies on there that um you know we had a here's an interesting thing like so like i'll give you guys a little industry a little bit of a you know little industry secret here okay oh there's, there's some companies that they are they qualify as small businesses but they do ship nationally and they do you know, they do accounts and they'll sell you their baits. But uh, we worked with a company called Bitters Baits and they asked us, I, I called them and I said, you know, I'd like to order some baits from you. And they said, we have a minimum of, I I don't want to, I don't remember what the minimum. 1,000 packs. Well, that's what he made for us because he liked our business. Oh, okay. But long story short, he said, hey, I like what you're doing. This is cool. This is good. This is awesome. Uh, it's going to be free advertising for us too, you know, so. Uh, they, we had to buy 1000 packs and well, only like, you know, 700, <laughs> 750 of them. of them went into the boxes in the pack dabble packs. So, you know, we just had ourselves a little, a little, little, you know, spend a little on ourselves. You know, I, I, I will never need to throw a soft, I will never need soft stick worms again in my life. I will tell you no. that. And we um, have all of the colors. I'll never need crawl baits again in my life. Um, <laughs> I just, we've got it and it's nice. And if you want to buy some from us, send us a DM because we'll sell them to you. Two bucks, yeah. two bucks a bag. Can't beat we'll that. Sell them to you. Can't beat that. All right. What other questions did we have on our little mailbag? That's it, man. That's Was it. that the only question? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, somebody said, um, Somebody said how to how to like work a jig better, but I mean realistically, it's it's not necessarily about you know working the jig better or fishing the jig better. It's just you got to put time in, 
with anything on fishing, you know, when I first started throwing big swim baits, I, I had no idea what I was doing, but you know, you go out there, you throw, you throw some short casts and you look at it in the water and you're like, okay, which makes more sense, you know, is if, if I'm jig fishing and I'm fishing a log and I pitch that jig against the log, I'm going to let it hit the bottom. I'm going to let it sit there in the bottom for a second. I'm going to let these fish talk to me. If I throw it against a wall that has a log laying against it and it gets bit the second it hits the water, they're probably a little active that day. So, you know, if that happens, you know, you, you catch that fish, probably work the jig a little faster. But there are times where, you know, the jig's a very versatile tool. It is a favorite bait of many, many, many anglers. I would be, I would say it's safe to say 75% of the angling community loves jigs, but it's, it's, there's nuance, man. There's nuance. You know, you, you pitch it, you flip it, you swim it. You can do so much with a jig. And, and unfortunately, you know, I can't give you like concrete advice because it's just so subjective, you know? Throw it out there, hop it a couple times, speed it up, slow it down, swim it. Let these fish talk to you. However you get that bite, you do need to pay attention how you're working it when you get bit, though. That's that's the biggest thing in fishing. You know, if you're throwing crankbaits and you get that thing snagged in a rock or it's stuck in a brush pile and it backs out and then you get bit, aim for that. Start doing more of that. You know, if you're throwing a jerk bait and you're just twitch, 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 and you just nonstop twitching and you get bit doing that, Speed that bad boy up. Keep that pace. Keep that cadence. That's how, that's just, you know, fish are just freaks, man. They're weird. Jason caught his PB doing goofy stuff with his bladed jig. They're just, they're just, fish are weird, man. So, so here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing about jig fishing. So I, I don't know where you're fishing. I don't know what you're fishing. I don't know what you're throwing and I don't know what you're throwing it on. But I'll tell you, this past fall was the most success I've ever had with a jig in my entire life. And honestly, it just came to me that in order to get bit, I really needed some good contrast between my jig, the color of the jig I was throwing, and the trailer I was throwing with it. But and then and then I needed to keep my line tight and just watch my line and it just it just clicked and I don't know man I yeah. went on like a week spree where I probably caught 80 fish total and they were all caught on a jig yep. but there were days where the only way I could get bit on that jig in the exact same body of water the only way I could get bit on that jig was by swimming that jig then there was a day where the only way I could get bit on that jig was by throwing that jig on the outside of the fallen tree. And then there was days where the only way I could get bit on that jig was to take that jig and ram it into that tree as hard as I could without snagging it. And it's just, it's, it's you just got to figure it out. You got to keep a jig on and just keep throwing it until all of a sudden you get a bite. And then when you get a bite, you gain a little confidence. And Absolutely. when you get confidence, you get better at it. When you get better at it, it's a skill that you can put in your toolbox. Like, and that's that's all fishing really is. It's all about finding what makes you comfortable. And then when you feel comfortable, finding how to make what makes you comfortable confident. And once you figure out how to make what makes you comfortable confident, you'll start catching fish all the time on that bait and you'll never take it off. Yep. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's just a toolbox full of knowledge, man. That's all fishing is. Um a lot of, you know, you just got to realistically, like not to sound cliche, you just got to be patient, dude, because it'll come, 
You know, it'll happen. It'll, you know, it, it's just, it's all about just sticking to it. Some days you get lucky, you know, throwing a new bait or a new this or that. And you ca- you start catching fish immediately. But a lot of times you got to work on it. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, it's literally just patience. And, and two years ago, remember two years ago, Josh, I said that I was going to figure out how to catch fish on a lipless crankbait, and I never took that thing off. Yeah. And we had exactly. that one day. We had that yeah. one day. Like, yep. you know, up until that point, I never caught a single fish or even got bit on a lipless crankbait. Um, and I just kept it on. I told Josh, I was like, it was early spring. I was like, man, I'm going to figure out this year how to catch fish on a lipless crankbait. Yep. And I just took an extra rod with me every time we went and I kept it on every single time we went anywhere. I, I never took it off. It was always on there. And then there just happened to be this one day we went out and <laughs> I caught, what was that fish? Six, six pounds, four ounces on that lipless crankbait. And I probably Big. caught, dude, I probably caught 30 fish within that week mm-hmm. on a lipless crankbait. And, you know, that was the only time that up until that point I've ever caught a fish on it. Mm-hmm. And now it's one of my confidence baits. Like I'll, I'll throw that thing anywhere. Exactly. You know, and, and when, when you find that it's, it's kind of a special thing. It's just, it's like a Eureka moment. Um, you know, when I was first started getting into throwing like big baits, um, I don't remember if that was two years ago or I don't remember, but you know, that's exactly what I did. You know, I brought that big old rod and I took that big old reel and I brought those big old swim baits with me because I wanted to learn how to do it. I didn't want to learn how to do it to be Mr. Swim bait guy on Instagram. I wanted to learn how to do it because these are tools of the hobby and the trade that I enjoy. So, you know, is it fun to catch fish on big baits? Absolutely. Or is the, you know, is the size of the fish generally bigger on a big bait? 100%. 100%. Yeah, you, your chances to catch a bigger fish are there. But they, they are there. But man, I'm telling you what, I've caught way more big fish on a jig and a bladed jig mm-hmm. than I've ever caught on any big bait. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you throw a big bait, obviously you are increasing the, the chances of the exactly. fish being big. But at the same time, you're minimizing the chances of the fish that you catch being small. So it's not really it's not really that it is a big fish catcher. It's just that it doesn't catch small fish. Yeah, yeah. It's more of that. And, man, I've caught way more big fish on jigs, flipping jigs, and bladed jigs than I've mm-hmm. ever caught on anything. Personally, I think it's more fun to catch big fish flipping. That's my way of fishing. I like man, pulling I on a horse. I mean – it's it's fun and it's cool to catch a big fish on a big bait, but there's just nothing like setting that hook just yep. as hard as you can in your line just goes and it just yep. goes underneath that log and you're like, oh man, whatever comes up out from underneath that Here we log, go. It's gonna be fun. Here we go. <laughs> Guarantee it's gonna be fun. It's but, gonna happen. All right, Josh, I got a question for you. Okay. This was a question from pro staffer Wolf of Walmart. Okay. The Wolf himself. He asked, what is about the fishing, about the fishing expo? What is the single thing that you are the most excited about? And then what is the single thing that you are the most disappointed about every time you go to an expo? I'll tell you the, uh, this is a, this is a weird answer. Cause 
the what I'm most excited about is never what people are most excited about. I am most excited for the crap bins. Um, the the garage, the guy that has the garage sale of baits. He's got the old reels. He's got the twenty year old baits. He's got Lucky Crafts you can't find anymore. He's got you know this guy just has hard baits galore. Ten for two dollars a piece. You know it. 10 for 20s and, and 15 for fives and all this crap. And it's, it's, that's my favorite thing. Um, my least favorite is always just the really mainstream companies that everybody already knows about and they don't even have any new products. And it's just like, thanks. Why for, are you here? Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm so happy that, you know, you guys are here pimping the same. DC reels. What about you, boss? Man? That's that's new. That's fresh. Um, honestly, man, I, I think that I'm the most excited this year. Uh, because now that we own Dark Horse Tackle, like talking to small businesses and yes, maybe you know, creating relationships with them that we may not have had otherwise. And before this year. That wouldn't have been my answer, but now that we are business owners of Dark Horse Tackle, the best bait you never heard of, yeah. um, it makes me really excited to talk to some of these guys and you know try to create lasting relationships because at the end of the day, that's all we want anyways. Uh, we just want to build a culture, a culture that people are proud to be in, um, a culture of like-minded fishermen that you know just can't seem to get enough of each other. That's, that's all I want. Um, Thing I'm the least dis- <laughs> thing I'm the least uh, excited about every time I leave an expo is man just some of the lines. Um, <laughs> I just uh, I'm not much of a big crowd guy myself. Um, nope. Honestly, it gives me anxiety. I don't like being in giant crowds like that. But uh, you know, it's probably worth it. I I say so. I mean, I'm gonna be there this Friday. Holy smokes, that's in like four days. I'm gonna be there this Friday. Um, and I mean, I think this is a good spot for us to wrap this up. I think so. so I, I'll be there Friday. Um, if you if you've made it forty five minutes through, you're a little angel. But I'll be there. So if you see me, say hi. You know, I don't care to. I don't bite. But but you know, I'm not going to hold your hand and kiss your cheeks. Okay. Stop and guys, that. please remember. Please remember, if you've got feedback, whether it's yeah. good feedback or bad feedback. Give it to us. Lay it on us. We want to hear it. We we accept it. We appreciate it. And we love you guys. Absolutely. And that's the only way we can grow, man. On that note. The only way way we can grow is by openly accepting your feedback and then using that feedback to get better. If we suck, don't just say you suck. Uh, Tell us why we suck. Because I don't. The truth is, I don't want to suck. I don't think um, I suck. So if you tell me <laughs> that I suck, I need to know why. Yes, please tell me. Yeah. But we, we, anyways, we that's all I got. That's it. All right, Chief. Let's Love you this. guys. Love you guys. Thanks for joining in. You know, listen to it. Give it a rating. Follow us on Instagram if you don't. Follow us on Facebook if you don't. Do you. Buy the People's Champ box also. All right, buddy. We're done. I'll see you. <laughs>